The We Are Doll Nation podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. This is the International We Are Doll Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that's short for Doll Nation. And today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, of all ages, today's podcast is brought to you by the letter T and the letter O and the letter X and I and C and brought to you by the word toxic. Toxic, toxic, toxic. Let's use toxic in the sentence. The Tennessee Volunteers, along with Kay Mays, found out just how toxic Athens, Georgia can be. As we go out and curb stomp, the Tennessee Volunteer and volunteered them all over that field by a score of 44-21, to 21, making it four years in a row and making it 166-37 to 37 in the last four years. And since the turn of the century in the year 2000, that's Georgia 15 wins to Tennessee Volunteers 6 wins. And for those of you who got volunteer fans or friends who are fans around you and like to talk trash or what is just new this big year I mean, Jeremy Pruitt who is a good coach but he don't have the talent we have they just thought hey we're we going to come out there we're going to beat Georgia. Like our defense done fell off or something. Are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? So, yeah. In the toxic environment of Athens, Georgia, we curve stomp and run, into, run them into the ground once again. If anybody want to bring up that 2016 season where we had a dumb penalty and they threw a Hail Mary and they beat us. Just politely remind them it's been 166 to 37 the last four years. Remind them in 2017 in Knoxville, Tennessee, on Peyton Manning Day when they retired the great Peyton Manning jersey. Oh, it's Peyton Manning Day. They lost by a score of 41 to 0. The audacity to sit there and think they're going to come down here and beat us on our home field as if our defense was not going to play. As if, as if our offense had not gotten better. Mm, 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 mm. Now, we had some moments we were shooting ourselves in the foot. The ball hiked over uh, steps been ahead. He could have been seven feet tall. He still didn't miss that. I mean, the ball was up there. Uh, the fourth and one, well, we should have got the yard, but came up short. And, and Kirby kind of stood by that. He said he just believes that if it's a fourth and one or a fourth and one or less, 
you should be able to get a foot. You know, so I kind I kind of get with that. I understand that. Although he, he did say his dad probably mad at him for that. You know, he he is a coach's son, but often I often wonder what's being said at halftime because you know Tennessee was oh man they were smiling. Oh, they were feeling good. We we come and pull the upset. We're gonna beat Georgia on their home field. We I mean we we're on an eight game winning streak. Uh eight game winning streak. Before I get to that, can I remind you? Can I show you the eight game winning streak? Let's talk about this. Okay. Let's go back. Okay, so they lost to Florida, lost to us. Alright, so I guess it's the no, no, Alabama. They lost that game. Okay, we go back to South Carolina last year. So we go back to the eight-game winning streak. They beat South Carolina, UAB, Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Indiana, not the basketball team, the football team, Indiana in the bowl game. They beat South Carolina first week of the season, and they beat Missouri again. We're on an eight-game winning streak. We're riding high. We're about to take down Georgia. Oh, stop. You're still the same team that lost to Georgia State last year on your home field, who you paid $950,000 to come play, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Really? Oh, so delusional. So delusional. But they were so excited at halftime. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to beat Georgia. You know, we're up 21-17. We should we should have been winning 24-20. Get in the end zone and, and when Zeus came up shy, and I get to that in a little bit. But yeah, man. They were gonna be they were feeling good. And oftentimes I hear somebody say, whatever Kirby Smart said at halftime, I need to hear every day when I wake up in the morning for the rest of my life. And I Actually, this is a We Are Dog Nation podcast exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. I actually have some audio from a speech at halftime what Kirby said to the team. Breaking. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz! If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. (laughs) Okay, so maybe that wasn't exactly the speech at halftime. Maybe that wasn't Curry Smart. Maybe that was Remember the Titans. Okay, it was Remember the Titans. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Kirby says something to that nature, but in a more colorful language that I probably can't use on this podcast because it's a, it's our pride is on being a family show uh, that anybody can listen to. So yeah, yeah, just you can just imagine what he probably said. But yeah, they come out that second half and they, they were just toxic. The Bulldogs, that defense, they just released toxic all over the field. And Cade Mays had a horrible day offensive line. He every time you look, every time you turn around, he was getting beat. 
every time you turn around, he, he'll get taken advantage of. It, it was it was great. It was great. So he ain't about coming out of this toxic environment no more. The next year, if he does come back, we're up there. We're gonna, we're gonna beat him up there. So this toxic, toxic all over the field, all over the field. And one of these running backs, we kind of lead into. But fucking the running backs, real quick. Oh man. Of course, uh, Seth Bennett played great. Had one play he could have could have got picked off, but uh, he looking more and more comfortable. The more reps he get, he, this, this is a great story. Seth Bennett, count of three touchdowns, two hundred plus yard passing again. Um, he's doing his thing, man. I'm rooting for the young man and. Uh, this is a great story. It's a great story all around about Seth Bennett, but George Pickens. This young man, and, and this really needs to grow up. And I remember watching the game, sitting there, and I'm going, okay, why do we get a flag? That was a, that was no late hit. Why why is there a flag? There's no late hit in the play. That's 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 BS. It's not a why are we getting flagged? And then on um, sportsmanlike conduct. Number one. Number one. Going through my mind. Number one. Number one. We don't have a number one on defense. Like George Pickens. How, son, how did you get a flag when you was on your sideline? And I played a replay, and he goes and squirts the Tennessee quarterback with water. Are you serious? So, and, and Kirby was very disturbed in the press conference. He, he he emphasized how dumb it was very strongly. And I tell you what, I don't want to be George Pickens come Monday. If he didn't get him already today on Sunday. Like, a quick flashback how Kirby handles in-house stuff. I remember 2017, before the season started, and Javon Williams called a touchdown in practice from Jacob Easton. Like 50 yards, something like that. And Javon Williams scores the touchdown and does a backflip, and Kirby throws down his visor and loses it. And, like, yells at him, tell him, get to the stadium steps, and, ha- and had him run the stadium steps for an hour and a half the remainder of the practice. And I don't know... If y'all, if y'all have ever been inside, some of you have, maybe some of you have not, been inside the Sanford Stadium, look, let me tell you something. If you out of shape and you start from the very bottom and walk to the top of the first level, you're going to be out of breath. And I can only imagine how long he's going to be running come, come Monday if he's not already running today. I do not want to be George Pickens because Kirby's going to handle that. But the sad part about that is that I saw somebody who used to play on a Mark Rick, and I believe he might have been there. He might have been there the first year of Kirby Smart. I'm not sure exactly, but he says something that's kind of disturbing to me. It is just to make me shake my head. He said he made a quote. My my nephew showed uh, shared it with me. A quote saying how Kirby is too focused on winning. That he needs to suspend George Pickens for a whole game. That way he can learn his lesson in the long run. Are you kidding me? Like seriously. 
he's too focused on winning. You can't make that statement because somebody poured out a water bottle or poured out some water on a plate. Now, if, if he had domestic violence situation, that's different. Yeah, you put him off the team. And Kirby has done that before in the past. A water bottle. He's gonna make he's gonna suspend him for a whole entire game for squirting water on an opposing team and accuse him of being too focused on 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 winning, and that's the difference between him and Coach Rick. This mm, this is why Coach Rick. I love him, but he was too soft. This is why we didn't succeed at the rate we should have succeeded at. That type of mentality. That you're going to punish somebody for the whole game. Not for drunk driving. Not for drugs. Because he did a silly, immature act by squirting water on somebody. Man, come on. Come on with that. So anyway. On to the running backs. I'm kind of getting to what I feel we need to do to make sure we beat Alabama in Alabama this time around. Uh, the running backs. And I love Zeus. And he got a great story uh, overcoming uh, two ACL injuries and starting and all this stuff. And I just don't see it in the man. I, I don't see him in the future back. And quite honest, and I'm not trying to you know, down the kid. I, I love him. He's a, he's a I think he's a good, a good talent, but just looking and observing, he's the fourth best running back we have right now. Like, if, if I'm starting, if going to Alabama game, I'm, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what's going to happen. One, is James Cook going to be back and healthy? Because James Cook was the best he looked since he's been at Georgia when he, faced, when he faced Auburn last week. He looked really good. So I hope he's healthy. Um, two, I will start um, Kenny McIntosh. Who he's he's man. He's showing some. He he's he's good. He's good. I would he he's like one or two plays away. You can tell at any moment he's gonna break one for a long one. And he's good. And Kendall Milton, who is led the way with eight uh, with fifty six yards on eight carries. And we get to Kendall Milton in a second because I, I heard an interview about his dad and, and uh, he did earlier today and I want to kind of share just a couple things. But Zeus had 22 carries for 50 yards. That's 2.3 yards a carry. They're just not going to cut it. And we we can't go into Alabama this coming Saturday and think that that's going to be okay. Like something's got to get shaken up, and we got to be able to run the ball, move the ball, because we can run the ball. This this Alabama defense is not it's not what it used to be. Matter of fact, it has not been what it used to be since Kirby left. To be honest with you, and we can put points on them. Matter of fact, I really believe uh, this offense on the Tom system and the way Desmond uh, is playing. If we can run the ball, I really do believe. We can put up 31 points or 34 points on the Alabama uh, uh, defense. And I don't believe, even though they're very talented, that they're going to get more than 21 points against our defense. I 
I, I really don't. Like, I see us beating them uh, by 10. 7 to 10 points, I can see us beating them. I really can. But uh, on, the, on the Kendall Milton. And what I didn't know, I heard an interview with, uh, with his dad, Chris Milton. Who we, you know, we follow each other on social media. And I'm just going to share this. He was talking about uh, Kendall hurt his hamstring on August 16th. But before then, he said, I'll just say this. He was really high on the depth chart. And he's too good to uh, keep off the field. So I fully expect uh, Kirby to go out there and and uh, with Dale McGee, the running back coach, and to really work on him holding on to the football. Because he's going to be special. He's going As this season goes on, you're going to see him more and more. And quite frankly, we need to see him a lot. Uh, at least 10 to 12 carries would be good to see him against uh, Alabama. Along with Kenny McIntyre in 10, 10 to 12 carries. I would probably go with those two first. And uh, and also depending on how James Cook is doing. It's really mixing some things up, but that's that's my take on him. The running position. And I, and I said I thought about, you know, this this game is very, it's not just, we should win. I'm not saying winnable. We should win. I know the past few times have been hard last-minute stuff, but we really should win this game. We, ha- I'm, I'm tired of him by Alabama. I'm tired I'm tired of the, you know, the talent they have. We are more talented than them. We are recruited high on a higher level than them. And it's time to go out here and beat these guys and do it and beat them, beat them Saturday. And if we meet the SC Championship in December, beat them again. So we can shut Alabama doors. So looking forward to that. So my score prediction upcoming for this Saturday. Look for the dogs to get 34 points on the board. And look for the Crimson Tide to score 24 points. Cause we're gonna put some pressure on Mac Jones. And we're gonna shut down Najee Harris. It's gonna be a battle. But I'm taking my dogs by 10. But anyway. I tell you. I don't purposely seek them out for this. But they ought to give that keeps on giving. And it's time. It's time. It is time for leave the university of Dominated my dummy of the moment, and it's not because they just they're, they're rivals, because they're just a gift they keep on giving. They're just so, so dumb. And I tell you, the the statement that you take on the personality of your coach is so true. That a team does is so true because, well, let's just take a listen to what he had to say. 
here earlier. This is damn the university administration decides to let us pack the swamp for LSU next week. 100% because that crowd was a major factor in the game. And so I certainly hope our university administration follows the governor. Our governor has passed a rule that we're allowed to pack the swamp. We have 90,000 in the swamp to give us that home field advantage that Texas A&M had today. I will say you can't be that dumb. This is America. It's a free country. And you can be anything you want to be. Including being that dumb. First of all, the crowd played a major factor. The crowd, the, the, the same crowd that was 30% full. Not your defense, but the crowd. Not, not your defense that has set a record. What record do you ask? For the first time since 1917, the Florida defense has allowed 100 points in the first three games. In the first three games, your defense has allowed 100 points for the first time in 103 years. And you have the audacity to sit there and say, I hope that the, uh, the, uh, the university allows us to pack out the swamp because the governor said we can now pack out the swamp against LSU because that crowd had a major impact on the game. Okay, so this is how it goes. Let's take the obvious. When you are, you, when you're at a football game, and the home team is on the field. You make less noise because you want your quarterback to be able to hear in the office on the field. You want your quarterback to be able to hear and do the play calling. Now, when the the your defense on the field, you get loud to block out the opposing teams offense to help make it hard for them to hear the calls that being played. Your offense put up 38 points. So that will be the problem. Your defense allowed 41 points when the stadium went quieter because their offense was on the field. See how that works? So you're telling me it's not your defense problem? Then get out of here. Look, I have forgotten. I kind of flipped my mind. That Ty Granham was their defensive coordinator. For those of you who don't know, Ty Granham was our defensive coordinator at Georgia from 2010 to 2013. And in those four seasons, our defense was pathetic. The dude don't know defense. Okay, this is why you got their loss, and you're blaming. And, and then on top of that, you want ninety thousand fans in the stands during a pandemic. And look, Warren Sapp, NFL Hall of Famer, Warren Sapp says something on Twitter. 
that really blessed my heart. He said, (laughs) fire this clown. Crow ain't never won nothing. Well, that's hilarious to me. First of all, don't don't fire Dan Mullen. Keep Dan Mullen around. We love having Dan Mullen there. Because this man is incompetent as a leader. You know, you know, and Dan, I ain't done. Not only that, that was not that that was not the only dumb moment in Florida this week. Britton Cox. Oh. Former five-star Britton Cox. Signed with the Georgia Bulldogs, our beloved Bulldogs in the class of 2018, lasted one season. So let me go back down memory lane and share some stuff with y'all. Uh, what happened last year before he transferred out and decided to go transfer to Florida, and now he's at Florida. So last year, during Fan Day, I'm in line. Getting my autograph, get my proposal signed by some of the, the linebackers. And I see Jermaine Johnson, who should be back for Alabama. Jermaine Johnson is the beast, number 11 on defense. Um, hopefully he'll be back for Alabama. But if not, we got we got players. We were stacked up. But uh, so anyway, I see Jermaine Johnson. And I say, hey man, I saw your last chance, you doing your thing, man. Welcome to Georgia. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Then Britton Cox looks up and says, hey, what do you think about him now? That's him the last chance you. And I'm like, I done looked up at him. I got a weird feeling like, what? What is this coming from? Detecting some jealousy here. I said, well, I haven't got that part yet. I got that far yet. I just know he's on there. Oh, okay. Like, why would you burst that? Why would you burst out that at that point in time? Like that was kind of really awkward. And then come Monday, Brayden Cox has now left the University of Florida, University of Georgia, head to Florida. And what happened in practice on Saturday? That Saturday, he was lacking and not pushing himself, and they was giving him a hard time. But you need to push yourself. You need to go hard. You ain't going hard enough. He get all mad and upset in his feelings and put up the double finger salute. And him and Curry had a conversation and decided it's time for you to go. And he gets out there and says, in an interview, when you when when someone asks you about an interview about a opposing team that you ain't facing in another four weeks, you're supposed to, you're supposed to direct the question back to who's important that week. Like, okay, so they playing. Uh, they play uh, Texas A&M. And they say, you know, you should have said, well, our folks right now are Texas A&M. Not, not UGA. But no, he's like, oh, it's going to be personal this time. I can't wait to get that W against them. Uh, providing bulletin board, bulletin board material. And, I'm t- and, and apparently, some of the, the Florida fan bases are upset with him too now because like he, he plays too soft. He's not aggressive enough. Ha! The heck you say? Really? We didn't know, right? 
So, yeah, dummy for the moment. It, when, when your head coach come out before the season starts and says, "I be, we, we're going 15 and 0." Huh? Come on. So it doesn't surprise me he says something like that. It doesn't surprise me that they wide receiver saying, "Hey, we're going to win the SEC this year." And first of all, you won the East since what 2016. Uh, second of all. Uh, you're just going dis- to dismiss us, dismiss Bama, dismiss LSU. Well, LSU is struggling right now, but are you kidding me? But they get the dumb of the moment, as always. So, anyway, that's it for the podcast of the week. Um, looking forward to this Saturday. It's going to be, it's already blown up. And we're already talking about it. And I am believing 10 points. 10 points. 34-24. My dogs beating Alabama. They're going to put some more respect on our day. That's for sure. Oh, game ball goes out into the whole entire defense. Good goodness. That defense, I got to say it one more time. That defense was really toxic Saturday. What a toxic environment. Very toxic when you don't wear red and black, baby. When you don't bleed red and black, it is a toxic, toxic environment. You don't want to go down there. Because you go down there, and you ain't red and black, you ain't going to survive because it's too toxic. All right. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. Please come back. If you are a return listener, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I said last week I saw Singapore was now uh, one of the countries that's now listening in that makes this podcast in 15 different countries. I can't thank you guys enough. Nearly 300 people have already liked the We Are Doll Nation podcast Facebook page. I can't thank you enough for that. I really appreciate you. I don't do this for money. I do this for fun. I do this for the love of my dogs and just uh, talking about Georgia football. And I'm so honored that you will tune in and actually listen to my voice talk about the Georgia football team. the Georgia Bulldogs here. So I'm very, very honored. Anyway, haven't already subscribed to the podcast. You can follow me on, please follow me on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, and you can type in Nation 17 the number 17 and Dalton Uh Follow me on Facebook at Will Dog Nation. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are Dog Nation. And TikTok. We are Dog Nation. So, that's it. Have a great Bulldog day. Great Bulldog night. Uh, great Bulldog week. And come next Saturday. The dogs over the tide. By a score of 34 to 24. That's my prediction. And that road they over, that road that they're on, it's about, about to be, it's about to be the roll over. Not tied, but roll over. Because we coming. And we coming for the W. And we come make a statement. Go dogs! Simple! Roof!